This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Lucky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. So I hung, I hung a dry erase board, and it's a small one, like a foot and a half or a foot, whatever, foot by foot, but it's not very big. And don't worry about her. Oh, she's, no, okay. she's fine. Oh. Yeah. Um, we have a dog in the studio, yeah. which is getting to be more. It's more Ray. We'll awesome. find out about Ray in a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, when I get to, I go to hang this thing up, and I, I drilled the holes, I measured, I leveled, there's a level and everything involved, and they are straight. We hang it up and it was crooked, but the left-hand corner was down too low. So I turned the board over upside down, hung it again. Now the left-hand corner's up too high or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not the, the holes, the back of it isn't square. So anyway, Stephanie Arnie's in the studio with us and her, her lovely husband, Tim. Tim. Hello, everybody. Hey, Hi guys. you guys. So that's what I had to explain because we were just showing, we just got done hanging this and I wanted to get it up before you guys came in because I was so excited. We just got it. Well, to, to comment on that, uh, my style would not even be measuring. Bonkers because I am. Absolutely. I'm You're like, an eyesight. Uh-huh. I want to, because I'm impatient. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. very, very impatient. So getting a I, level out is like too much. Oh, oh hell What's a level? <laughs> You know, I had my <laughs> level, my measuring tape. I had, I was like, it, he's no. standing in behind me watching, and I'm like, look at this. This is exactly level. Look at this. Well, I was no. so excited, so proud. And then I hung it up, and I was like, holy crap, that's awful. I said, <laughs> it, that is good enough. Good enough, right? right? Good Thank enough. you. I love if only, it. If only I could carry that on to everything else in my life. Oh I'm my never God. good enough for anything else, but little things like that, I'm like, that's fine. And Tim's like, that is supposed to look like a square, and you have it hung up like a diamond. Like, what the hell is <laughs> it's good enough. That's what I said the same thing. Like, if we can't figure it out, let's hang it by one screw, and it's a diamond. And it's yep. a diamond. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we may fine. we may yeah. still do that. Yeah, such is <laughs> life, right? right? We just got to move some things around. The fact that you guys okay. are even in studio today with us is crazy because I just sent Stephanie a text yesterday, like, "Hey, can you be on our podcast?" Thinking you guys would Skype in from wherever you were in the world at the time, thinking it's somewhere on some island or whatever, and you're here in town, <laughs> yeah. like a twenty four hour window that you're in. town. Town. Yeah, exactly. You caught us at the perfect is, moment. That's crazy. And for for anybody who hasn't met you before, and and they've they've surely seen our posts about you guys, and we've reposted your stuff, and and if they follow us on social media. But just a quick uh, the the elevator talk when you're. What do you do? Uh, so myself and my husband Tim Davison, who is uh, from Wahoo, yes. actually. Mm-hmm. We are wildlife conservationists. We have traveled all over the nation and the globe working on conservation projects to help save wildlife locally and globally. I have done a lot of work um, overseas and somehow got myself into film and in 2013 became the host of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Did that for five years. That's how you guys met was through that whole process of trying. You guys are both going for the same gig. Exactly. She beat me. Yeah. Yeah. And then she hired you. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I I hired him as my husband. Yeah. <laughs> my website developer, the filmmaker, um, and he's and he, obviously we have the same passion, different skill sets, and it's been really lovely. Uh, we've yeah. gained a lot of, of skill sets together and learned a lot from each other, and um, it, it's been a very interesting five years, very 
fantastic and exciting, yeah. but also I can't very believe challenging it's been five. Well yeah. Are you guys still a living in, in your tiny, tiny house? house? I mean, you, you did yes. on the tiny house tour for a while all over the country, and now it's kind of a more in a more fixed location. Are you still going all over the place? Yeah, we've been stationary for about a year and a half now, uh, but still live in the tiny house. It's been a little over three years in the house. When you we, say tiny house, how tiny? Pretty tiny. <laughs> Well, we thought it was 200 square feet forever, but I guess it's like 170 or 180 square feet. I thought it was 5'9 until I married somebody who was 5'9 and I'm way shorter than she is. (laughs) So I get get the size forever. I'm like, I'm 5'9. She's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) That's one of the funniest things I've heard in a long time. So we we met in the contest and um, we did five year. Five years with Wild Kingdom, and in the meantime, Tim was painting and doing YouTube videos. We did our, we started the Creative Animal Foundation, went around the country in the tiny house, teaching about sustainable living and how what you could do in your home to help out the wildlife that we claim to love so much. So if we love them, we can't just yell from our Facebook pages and be like, "This yeah. is what everybody should do it." Yeah, this is how you should do it. It's like no, it's a little more complex than that. And actually, you can contribute in your home. So we tried to show people where we excelled and where we struggled and where we just straight up failed and um but we wanted to show people that you can do something and you don't have to be perfect because sometimes things are just good enough yeah (laughs) that's right you know after filming wild kingdom and um we went on hgtv tiny house big living with that and i was doing all these appearances everywhere and it was so exhausting so we decided to park the tiny house a year and a half ago in santa barbara california and yeah it's been a year and a half and we got married Mm -hmm. last august so it's been six years of being together a year little over a year of being married so it's been it's been an adventure yeah (laughs) you've packed a lot in in those uh six years Bro, yeah, crazy. Like, yeah. We're, we're pretty tired. Yeah, I'm like I can imagine. Really tired. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. One of these days, we're gonna figure figure out this life thing and figure out how to balance it. So, so what's your what's your latest project? Oh, latest project is a a penguin uh, menagerie of projects. Uh, earlier this year, we went to South Africa. I, did, um, I, I followed your guys' stories when you were there. You did incredible. Awesome. Oh, it, it, just yeah. looked, it, it looked like, experience. and you could tell on, you know, knowing you guys, the, the well, like we know you guys, you could see that in your faces, you guys were like truly enjoying, like you were in your element in those yeah. pictures. It was pretty awesome to watch. We were definitely in our element, um, but it was heartbreaking in a way. Um, Steph yeah. and I, we've worked at rescues. We've worked at zoos. We've been around mm-hmm. a lot of injured, yeah. distressed animals, but it's one thing to see one animal in distress. This scenario was thousands of penguins that were Dying yeah. as we watched them. Wow. It was terrible. How, how, why, how come they were interested? What's the situation over there? Good question. Um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, it started in the 1800s. Uh, humans discovered that their guano was a great fertilizer. Mm-hmm. So they harvested it, and we didn't take a little bit. We took all of it. So these penguins, uh, the climate, mm, it's warm. Mm-hmm. You know, Imagine summertime in Nebraska. So these penguins, they would burrow in their guano to get out of the heat and protect themselves from predators. But without that, they nest on the surface and they just bake in the sun. Yeah. And if they don't have any protection. They had acclimated, so to speak. They found a way to survive there. How did they end up there to begin with? If that's not, that that can't be their natural habitat or was it? It is. uh, They're African penguins. So we all imagine. Because when you hear, it's like, why would they be there if it's so detrimental to their health right well you know so it's kind of yeah I'm no, just that's like, a great question you know uh we talk to people about this now for a year mm-hmm. non-stop we've been talking about penguins and everybody imagines antarctica it's snowy it's cold right. yeah this is not that right this is hot 
um, and they're dying of heat. Okay, so evolutionarily, yeah. millions of years ago, they followed the fish stocks to Africa and around the world, all southern hemisphere. And worldwide, there's uh, four different warm weather penguin species, African penguins being one of them. Okay. Uh, so basically, they followed the fish mm-hmm. and found these islands off the coast of Africa with no predators, for the most part. Right. You know, there's sharks and seals in the water. But on these little islands, it was pretty safe. So they uh, burrowed in the guano, and life was great until us humans came along right. and took it all. Well, and it's that case, I mean, regardless, when people come in, some people in my neighborhood, as a matter of fact, are discovering that right now because I live over by Boys Town, and there's a lot of construction going on right now because the Boys Town farm and that whole area has been, it was sold and it's going to be developed into an area, it's a, like a business park and housing and retail and all this stuff they is going on. They finally sold that off. They did, wow. 144th, around the 144th, just south of Dodge. And because they're doing so much building, people are seeing coyotes, a lot of coyotes in their neighborhood, in their backyards. How dare they and, be there? And some, right. are, you know, some are scared to death. Some are mad. Um, some are also, some are really concerned. And they're, there's nothing they can really do to, to, to save them or help them because been, their home has been disrupted. So they're doing all the groundwork over there. And so a lot of other animals, I'm sure, too, you're seeing that that happen and then they have that to disruption. figure out they have to find another habitat they have to find another place to live and we're, we're at in like now. a little nature island there it is it's an island mm-hmm. it really is because there, there's there's deer there's <laughs> all kinds of stuff that are in there but that's being developed but this is just the story yeah. of between humans and, and nature mm-hmm. for the for our existence really yeah. Right. Yeah. we've been competing for the same resources the same space we all need the same air water yeah. soil food <clears throat> as, as as the same, you know, as deer and rhino and uh, fox and wolf and shark, and we're, we're just competing against all that. Now there's eight billion of us, mm-hmm. and you know, conservation is very, very brand new. And there's a lot of people that still don't really truly understand it. And what's unfortunate is that uh, you know, in the 1800s, they came through, saw these islands, saw the guano, knew it was a powerful fertilizer, and literally took. You know, not even a hundred years, and they shoveled all of it up, mm-hmm. all of it. Right. And they used their guano um, that comes out like white. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. it gets it white. It comes out, and it looks like chalk because it hardens over time and piles up. And they would dig in that and brew it to protect themselves from predators in the sun. Mm-hmm. And then humans come in. Yeah, that's that's their puppy. We're going like, to talk about the puppy. Mom and dad aren't paying attention to me, and <laughs> it's really making me, me mad. Right. I can just hear mama, 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 mama. So sick of hearing penguins. It's about Ray the puppy. <laughs> More about me, mom. <laughs> you you are right though, as far as and I'm sure when they came in and they discovered this, it was like finding gold and it, it was actually right more more uh, valuable more valuable than, than gold, gold and right? silver because Jeez. it grew food so quickly and they and it didn't was shipped know around the world the history they didn't know how long it took to it took produce millions it millions of years for it to get three to five meters high and millions of birds not, yeah. not millions of years it took thousands of years thousands and millions of, years, of millions. seabirds yeah. and they got rid of all the guano in a year shipped it around the country for fertilizer and now they don't have these burrows to protect themselves from predators in the sun so now they're sitting in the heat and like How long Tim has this been going on? Like, oh, like over like a hundred years. years. These birds every day right now, yeah. they're s- not probably right right now. It depends on when this airs. In South Africa, they're sitting in the heat. And when it's 95 degrees, they can- There's nowhere to go. They, they mm-hmm. And they're sitting on their chick. Their instincts are do not move, do not leave. Oh so gosh. some of them will die of heat stroke on their egg or chick. Yeah. And others, their instincts will click in and they'll abandon it. And the, that chick or egg will either mm-hmm. die within a couple hours because it'll get eaten by a cape gull, which are huge gulls. Or the it'll fry in the sun, and mm-hmm. it's just it's 
It's horrible. Is to there watch them. is there a place for them to go where they can get relief? I mean, like if they abandon it, do they? Is there any shade? Uh, like back can, into the ocean? They go into the ocean. There's no trees. There's no bushes. They don't have anything. Like if you go to Cape Town, can they plant trees there? They won't stay <laughs> because it's it's just a really there's a lot of ocean storms there okay. that are really intense yeah. and it's at there's sea reason, level. How big? How big are these islands? That these the, uh, the ones we're talking about. I think it's uh, forty acres or so. So they're wow. very small. Very small. Very wow. small, and they but, are at like if there's a storm, it come like sometimes the water comes up onto the yeah. island, um, and it crashes, and so nothing can live there. Yeah. There's no really any protection. The only thing that's there are these uh, are penguins and gannets, which are another endangered flying bird though that dives into the water to get the fish. Oh sure, and so yeah, unfortunately, uh, wait, if you take away their guano, and that really hurt their their population dramatically, and then humans started stealing all of their eggs and calling them a delicacy. Sure, and then we had oil spills all the time mm-hmm. and plastic pollution. Then with climate change, it's shifting the chemistry and the movement of the ocean, which is changing mm-hmm. the movement of the bottom of the food chain, like their fish. Mm-hmm. And so it's harder to find their fish, especially because we're overfishing all the fish that's at the surface easy that's easy to get to. Mm-hmm. So they're having to leave the island, you know, go further. leave their partner who's mm-hmm. sitting on the egg, and they'll go further and further and deeper and deeper. And some of them never come back because mm-hmm. they die of exhaustion or of Keep starvation. <laughs> so it's like after you hear this, yeah. you're like, crap, this is a lot. This is intense. And so, so did we you want go, to help. Did you yeah. go to see these penguins because you knew what was going on there? Or you get you found out when you went there and decided to make a, a documentary? We knew it about it um the happy side of the story yeah. there's a lot of people out there that are trying to do something and they're trying to get the message out uh, one of them being kevin graham of the dallas zoo crazy bird expert the most intelligent bird guy i've ever met so he approached stephanie and said i need help sharing this story um, there was okay. a kickstarter campaign a couple of years ago mm-hmm. to help build artificial nests it was successful they produced the ideal nest using science and Gosh knows how many designs. And it was great, but nobody knows about it. So he said, Stephanie, help me tell this story. So he invited Steph and I out there to film a little. Well, it started out as social media only. Okay. And then it evolved into a <laughs> short film and now a fundraiser. Where we made the website and yeah. um, we're working with a team of essentially Kevin, who's full-time at the zoo. And then Laurie Holloway, who's a PR, who was a PR marketing guru for Dallas Zoo, now retired, kind of. She still works out other PR people. And then Tim and I, so we're like doing this volunteer on the side, but we know it matters. It works. Right. We've seen them put out the first couple rounds of Ness. We put out about a hundred while we were there, and yeah. that's the, the money that did they, got they from take the to them? to put it out, and the, the penguins oh. sprint to these nests. I've never se- have you ever seen a penguin put their flippers down and run like a dog? No, no, I hadn't either. I I've, I've worked with penguins for like ten years. I've never seen them do that. They sprint, but then you have the ones that are hilarious that walk around it like they're in HGTV House Hunters, and they're like, <laughs> I don't Looking know, honey, over. where's the- I think there's going to be a probably. pool here. Yeah. Where's my pool? <laughs> oh no, honey, no. This this needs to be a three bedroom. And you're like, just shut up and get in the yeah, nest. Like, right. you're like, die. like be like, grateful. This color though. It's like, yes. it's like no, get in the nest. And <laughs> you know that like, like Tim said, Kevin and it's a multiple, it's zoos, aquariums, nonprofits, and South African national parks that are coming together. Cause it's never like some people would be like, Oh, zoos are all this. It's like yeah. all these entities, we're all working together, have different skill sets, have different funding resources. And they came together, put down their egos and said, we just got to get stuff done. And they did. And like Tim, said they tried so many nests a lot of them failed and eventually they found the right one and the size the shape the color all of it 
is matching yeah. the original guano burrows, the right. heat, humidity, airflow, everything. Oh, and that's so wow. it is working mm-hmm. and now we need like 5,000 more. That's what I was just going to ask you. What's the, what's the population <laughs> right now, the bird population? So you're looking at another 5,000 of these nests. We need 5,000 more artificial nests. Okay. <clears throat> um, our immediate goal is 500 and then our short-term goal. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know if we said it yet or not. Once upon a time, there were millions of these penguins. Today, there's about 50,000 of them left. So mm. their population is down 99%. They're, cri- they're critically endangered. Yeah. And if we don't try to do something... Yeah. Which right now the easiest, most visual thing to do is to put out an, an artificial nest for them. Since that's they don't amazing, have that burrow. Okay, there's a you have a film that's out. Yep. Right, and so where can people catch this? Okay, so you can go to www.savingpenguins.org. I don't remember the last time I said www. www. Okay, Aunt Stephanie. My grandpa, www. And it's always two W's. It's www. So if you go to savingpenguins.org on there, you'll see the our trailer, which is a short clip. You'll see our 12-minute, 13-minute short film telling this whole story. Tim and I made it full on and with help with Kevin and, and Lori with the script and language and everything. But we basically did it all, no funding. So we, wow. we, Good for we you are guys. so That's proud. That's incredible, man. And we, um, uh, and then also you'll be able to learn information, the STEM information too, about how they came mm. up with the design of these nests. That's fascinating. And everything That's you want to awesome. know about African penguins. And then last but not least, the way that you can help. So putting your money where your mouth is. Because again, if you love animals and you want to save them, I'm sorry, but it takes money. I it's not, it's great if you can share it, but please donate. If you can sponsor a nest, yeah. that's fifty dollars a piece, or you can buy the only organic, sustainable stuffed animal penguins on the planet right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. So each. You had 20, to make sure they were sustainable, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Each are twenty five dollars, and okay. we get. Half of it goes to of directly it to the project. Oh, that's a big deal. That'd be a great Christmas present. And the fact Absolutely. these nests are only fifty bucks a piece, right? Yep. To sponsor one, that's uh, like, I yeah. thought it'd be hundreds right. of dollars. Well, that's the thing about conservation is they could easily have been hundreds of dollars. You know, if this was some tor- sort of pitch for some government thing, you know, it would it be, right? Been, but right. it's not. These are conservationists doing something on the side. And right. so they have to come up with not only the artistic and, and this engineering that they put into mm-hmm. designing this nest, but they also had to make it as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. And as durable because of the storms yeah. and everything. Yeah, have to so, find the perfect storm. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. So you've been going to schools. I know that. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of teachers listen to our podcast as well. So I'm sure that there's a way that schools can get involved. Absolutely. We've done about 15 pilot programs all, already all over the Midwest. And that's kind of uh, me and Tim's way of hopefully making some of our resources back for energy. But of course, some of the money will also be you know contributing back to the NES program. So if you want to book us to speak at your school physically uh, in an auditorium, preferably the, the more the merrier is, mm-hmm. is preferred, or a Skype presentation, we yep. can do as well. Um, we can You can email us at, uh, you can visit creativeanimal.org or just find stephaniearney.com and reach out to us on social media and um, we will help book that for you. And you're on CuriosityStream too, right? Yeah, Congratulations to that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's a big deal. Very cool. I'm the new ambassador for curiositystream.com and for everybody that's listening, you get a free month just go to curiositystream.com forward slash stephanie that's with a ph and i'm sure you guys have notes that you can share yep. sure yeah um, and that's 30 days for free it's um an incredible channel it's a ton of non it is, uh, non-fiction awesome. science mm-hmm. documentaries and yeah. series and hopefully one day i'll have my own series on there so we'll see how i it hope goes. so <laughs> yeah i hope maybe it'll be a series about ray 
Maybe. Uh, okay. Yes. So we've got about two more minutes of your time. Um, cause you guys are, are jam packed. You got to head out. Come in Omaha yeah, for hot 24. Go. You got your <laughs> book. Mean, we caught you guys on the mm-hmm. tail end of this and so thankful to, to get some time with you. want to thank Kugler vision for being a supporter of our podcast. Go to their website. It's yeah. kuglervision.com. That's where you can also get yourself signed up just to, to go in for that first consultation. And that is probably the best gift you could give yourself this time of year, just to go in for the consultation and, and get a baseline and find out where you are right now and what your possibilities are if you're thinking about getting rid of your glasses or your contacts. And just your eye health isn't the only thing they're looking for. Um, seeing something in your eyes could be a tell on something else that's going on inside your body. So it's very important for your eye health. And if you want to get that correction that lets you see as good as you possibly can, you definitely need to get that consultation, but also to get that baseline and maybe they could see something else that's going on uh, inside your body as well. They're the best in the state without a doubt. And when they ask you, tell them you heard it on the Pat and JT podcast. You brought in Ray and what is the deal? Oh gosh. First of all, <laughs> so sorry to everybody that's listening. If you hear a collar rattling in the background or a, a <laughs> growl. <laughs> um, Ray's been our dog for now two years. We, uh, she was actually handed to us from a guy on the street in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, we were on the tiny house tour and we were actually getting, uh, we were getting some welding done on our house, you know, as one does. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Drop the house off at the shop. To get okay. welded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a guy saw a creative animal tour painted on the oh. side of the house and he thought that, mm-hmm. oh, you guys are a rescue. Can mm-hmm. you take this dog? And no leash, no collar, full of fleas, full of worms. Mm. Um, the guy barely spoke English, but he explained mm-hmm. that he brought her up from Mexico for a girl he liked. Her yeah. dog didn't like the puppy, so he was just walking around trying to give oh, her away. Trying Gosh. to get her a home. And, if, yeah. and I was like, That's what it. are you doing? Give this dog to me. And I like right. held the dog. Yeah. And um, How sweet. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not going to keep this dog. We live in a tiny house. We're on a speaking tour. That's she's, insane. She's not five pounds. No, no. She's about 50. <laughs> and, and, you know, she could, she's a shepherd mix. So she we were terrified she was going to end up being 60, 70, 80 pounds. Yeah. So yeah. we kept saying she's going to be the small ultimate dog. She's going to be a small. Yeah. And she was incredible on the road. And she is just... You know, yes. I didn't think we we're going to keep her, but after three days, Tim's like, I mean, shut up. You know you're going to keep her. Right. She's been such a gift in so many she's ways. She's so Sweet. cool. She was just standing here with her head, had her chin on your leg, and she's just watching you talk. Because we haven't played yet today. And she's like, they're finally talking about me and not penguins. Right right now, she's got yeah. my sleeve in her mouth, and she's <laughs> pulling on my arm. Like She's like, come on, let's just let's, let's just play. ditch this place. Let's go play. Let's get out of here. So why, why the name Ray? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've left out the main part of the Ray story <laughs> is... The shop was Ray's Mechanic Shop in Fort Worth, Texas. That's where you're getting the welding done on your house. Absolutely. That's so awesome, it's, you guys. it's spelled Ray like an old man Ray. 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 She's wearing a blue collar and she has a green vest. So everybody thinks she's a boy, but she's a, she's a, she's a she. She's a she. And yeah. she wants to play really bad. We got to get her go do that. And before you guys go, okay. Tim, where can people find your artwork too? Uh, yes. Davisonart.com. D-A-V-I-S-O-N. Excellent. And I got my shark. My shark's getting framed in to go in my office. Yes. That's, what I'm talking That's about. great. Guys, thank you so much for stopping in. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. You got Thanks it. for having us. Sure. Pat and JT Podcast. A Parkville Media Production.